Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's great to welcome you to the podcast today and uh, trust that your anchor is gripped firmly to the Word of God. I know that that's what I begin every podcast with, but it is actually a great reminder daily to keep my mind focused uh, and attentive to the Scriptures as they are the anchor to the soul. We are, as most of you are aware, rapidly coming up to the celebration of the resurrection of our Savior from the grave. Uh, We are coming to that Passion Week where we are remembering, recalling that uh, great sacrifice that was made for us on the cross of Calvary. If you're a believer today, this is the highlight of the church calendar. This is a great time for us to uh, pause in the in, in, in every year to be able to remember that God's primary purpose in the history of humanity is that He might bring a Redeemer, that the sin's debt would be paid, and that all those who would call on the name of the Lord could be saved. So uh, it is good today to be able to pause and to remember this and reflect on this time of the year. Uh, and I think, uh, as, a, as a servant of the Lord, that it's also an appropriate time for us to remember our, our joy and privilege we have in laboring with the God of all creation in the salvation of lost men, women, and children. God has called us to an evangelistic fervency and passion to bring people to the Lord. And it's on this particular uh, time of the year that it is, I think, entirely appropriate for us to be able to remember that there are many uh, acquaintances or people that you you rub shoulders with that uh, need Christ, that it ought to increase our heartfelt uh, love and appreciation and desire to see people come and to trust Christ as Savior. I don't know who you are that's listening today, but I want to remind you that sometimes People may not come to church for any other reason. Many times people will come for a Christmas celebration or a play, or sometimes people will attend during uh, Resurrection Day or Easter, and they are able to uh, find themselves in church at when there may never be another time when they would really consider it. Can I challenge you as a servant of the living God today that if you're a believer and you've experienced the saving grace of Christ, here is a wonderful opportunity this time of the year to really emphasize the the need for those that are in your life that God's brought into your sphere of influence. And there's great blessing in that. Uh, I think we ought to heighten our awareness and consideration for interceding for people uh, that uh, that uh, we we know in our w- individual walks of life. Uh, and I want to challenge you today. I think there's several biblical reasons for why we ought to really focus on that during this Easter time of the year. Number one, can I suggest to you something that Jesus even mentioned to his disciples? In Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, the Bible says, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The workers are few. Uh, in Matthew chapter 9, in verse 38, he says, Will you be a laborer for the Lord? Will you pray to the Lord of the harvest that God would send forth laborers into his harvest? And you know what? When I pray that, I'm really praying for myself as well, that I would be sensitive to God's leading, that I would really be so um, heartfelt in my gratitude to the Lord for what he's done for me, that I'm willing to say, Lord, 
I'm praying you'll send more people out there to sow the seed and to reap a harvest that I'm saying, Lord, here am I, send me. Uh, I want to encourage you today. The harvest is plenteous. There are many souls out there all around us that need Christ. Uh, and will you be one whom he will send? Secondly, why should you consider interceding and inviting somebody to come and hear the gospel at your church this Easter? Uh, I would suggest, number two, that you're in effect entering the mission field when you actually, first of all, go to prayer and your intercessory prayers. Uh, the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 5 that with all prayer and petition, we are to be praying at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Uh, even in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, God has called us to be ambassadors. We are to reach out to people with the gospel. You're going to the mission field when you intercede for lost people on a regular basis. That when you pray and you ask God to save souls, when you're petitioning the throne of God, then remember that you're doing the work of missions even then. Number three, why should you intercede on behalf of the lost? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 20, you are storing up, quote, for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What you do when you pray, when you make a deliberate effort to pray and intercede for the lost that are around you, when you make the point to be able to invite somebody to come and to hear the gospel or give them a gospel track and try to evangelize them, you are literally laying up treasures in heaven. The old song says, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. What are you living for right now? Can I suggest to you that there is no greater investment of your breath and of your time and of your very existence on this earth than when you're storing up treasures in heaven by praying for, interceding on behalf of, and by inviting somebody to come and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why you ought to consider it interceding in prayer. Uh, fourth, let me suggest to you, why you should evangelize and intercede and invite people to church. Pray for them. Uh, you will rejoice with the Apostle Paul for those precious souls that God enables you to reach. Those who accept Christ as their Savior will be your, First Thessalonians 2.19, your hope or joy or crown of exaltation in the presence of our Lord Jesus at His coming. I think one of the greatest joys of our existence is going to be one day when we meet the Lord, that there will be people that you have prayed for, that you've interceded for, that their mind and their heart, uh, their, their souls were on your heart, and you lifted them up before God, and you made an effort to give them the gospel. And there's sometimes you may never, ever be able to see it in your own, with your own eyes, but when you labor at the cause that Christ values. One day someone will come to heaven and they will tap you on the shoulder and say, thank you because you made the effort to pray for me and to give me the gospel. And that'll be a wonderful time. Number five, let me suggest 
uh, the book of Daniel, chapter 12 and verse 3. The Bible says, You will shine like the stars for those who lead the many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. That your labors for the Lord, your witnessing and your testimony will be like stars in your crown when you stand before God. And last of all, let me suggest to you uh, why you should intercede and pray and love people enough to care about their souls, that you can be confident that God's going to answer your prayer. Uh, Jesus was slain and purchased for God with his, with his blood, er, uh, men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. God's saving souls. He's going to do it, and he's in that business right now. Uh, sinners are still being saved. And while from our limited human perspective, it seems like the wickedness is winning out, I want you to know that Jesus has not stopped saving souls. And I want to be in there with him laboring for his cause. I want to see people saved and in heaven. I want to remember that somebody took the effort to pray for me, that, that they gave me the gospel just like they did you. Will you intercede on behalf of somebody whom God has placed on your heart and in your mind right now? Will you make the effort during this special time of the year to invite them to come and taste and see that the Lord is good? God bless you as you labor for Him. Stay true to His cause. And remember, it doesn't matter how great a retirement portfolio you have. It doesn't matter what other kind of legacy or what stuff you may leave your family. The greatest legacy that you could ever leave is that you sowed the seed of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hearts that those, uh, of those that God allowed you to come across. God bless you. Keep your eyes on Him. 